Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We've come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we'll analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Sailor, Sailor Moon. So, look, guys, I know we're in the middle of Freaks and Geeks. Yes. But sometimes something comes along that we are worried will be scrubbed from the internet by the time we are ready. Yes, like what happened with uh, the... Morton Jenkel cut of Super Mario Brothers. Which was later re-uploaded. Oh, was it? Yes. Yeah, I just know by the time our podcast went live, it had been taken down, and our comments was full of like, please send it to us. I was like, I don't have it. So, we didn't want that to happen again, so we are doing the 1994 Lost American pilot of Sailor Moon. Sailor! Sailor Moon! So, uh, we... We're also trying something here because Freaks and Geeks, we have realized, is going to run four episodes. Yeah. And we've never done a show that we've done four uh, review episodes. Kid Nation was three. Yes. Three plus an interview. So we didn't want to lose anyone who wasn't into Freaks and Geeks for the entire month of September. Yeah. So we thought we would try mixing it up. Uh, We're trying to see if like, maybe we'll do an episode of something else and then go back to Freaks and Geeks. I don't know if this will be confusing or if this just leaves everyone a little in anticipation of part two of Freaks and Geeks and now they have to wait another week. Or if you like things getting mixed up. So please let us know in the comments what you think about this uh, schedule change. Yeah, we, we just really wanted to do this before uh, it disappeared. Yeah. Because we were concerned it would as it took over almost 20 years for this show to... Or actually, almost 30 years. 30 years, For yeah. this show to materialize. Yeah, so... The 90s were 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, there were only... Right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's start by pouring one out. Let's pour one out. What do you got there, Lara? So, uh, we're going to talk more about my personal relationship to Sailor Moon. Okay. As we go on. So, uh, I watched Sailor Moon... When I was getting ready for school, when I would drink chocolate milk. So I have some chocolate milk. Uh, it doesn't seem to be very properly stirred, Yeah, chocolate milk. So it's just almond milk and chocolate. Uh, I got work tomorrow. I, I didn't want to drink. <laughs> and this is also like the nostalgia of I drank chocolate milk every mm. single morning and watched Sailor Moon at 6.30 on what I believe was then UPN. Yes, I believe it was UPN at the time. Or WB? Might have been WB by then. This was in the early 90s. Yeah, maybe No, not. mid to late 90s. Yeah. So I would have been in elementary school when this so, was So yeah, happening. probably UPN, yeah. Uh, so I have a Sakura-chan. Sakura-chan mm-hmm. is a Japanese cocktail. It is made with lemon juice, cherry juice, and sake. But I've made... An American Sakura-chan. So I have lime seltzer, grenadine, and beatbox. No. Beatbox. Was the no? That was the old-fashioned. I was gonna say Elf Princess Rain. 
was the, the last time you did this gimmick. The the, the go fashion old fashioned, yeah. Yes. But yeah, this is a ruined American version of a Japanese cocktail. It's actually it's really good. Sponsor us, Beatbox. You know you want to. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh, I'm... Alright, so let's dive into this. We start with a theme song that we will hear way too much of. Yes, and my first note is, doesn't have the good theme song. No, I, my first note is, boo this song. Sailor, Sailor Moon. It's very early 90s. Uh, it's Guys, just go ahead and watch a Barbie commercial from the 90s. Yeah. It sounds like the jingles for the different Barbie dolls. The, the thing about this is, it goes on forever. Like, there are three full, like, verses that we get for the Sailor Moon. And the show looks like it is fighting with itself. Yes. It almost feels like something you would see in Adult Swim. Yeah. Of, like, the show going sentient. Like, it's it's Magical Girl Too Many Cooks. In in a way. Like, because we see, like, this cartoon Sailor Moon... Flying through space, fighting monsters, and then we see this tween girl dancing in her bedroom. Yes. Uh, We also see, like, they really like the shot of her live-action feet becoming the animated boots. Yes, we see that many times. They show it three or four times in this opening song. Uh, We don't get any kind of formal introduction to the other Sailor Scouts, the way you do in yeah. uh, the American uh, dubbed theme song. Right. And the other thing I noticed is it's very 90s diversity and inclusion. Like, it's definitely that feel of, look, we cast a diverse group. Yeah. We're so diverse. Yes. Congratulations, us. But since we do not get to know any of the other Sailor Scouts beyond a line or two, this feels very... Um, yes. So that you see, like, there is an African-American girl, there is a girl in a wheelchair, and then there's an Asian girl... Yeah. ...who has very, oh my god, I'm going to be famous energy. Yeah. Like, anytime she always kind of poses to the camera like, this is it! This is my big break, it's happening! And there's a brunette. And the, yeah, and then there's a, <laughs> a brown-haired girl. It doesn't introduce the other Sailor Scouts in any way, so we don't have any real clue as to which of these girls, and there's too many of them. Yeah, there's more girls than there are Sailor Scouts. So we have no way of knowing which, if any, of these girls are Sailor Scouts and which Sailor Scout they are. Yes. Which is why I said it feels very 90s diversity and inclusion at this point. Because I, I, I admittedly didn't think this show was going to follow through and make those girls Sailor Scouts. Right. 
I thought these were just going to be her random friends, and then yeah. the Sailor Scouts were all going to look like the anime. Yeah, but... <laughs> I didn't have faith in the show at this no. point. And like, the logo is exactly the same, though. The logo is exactly the same, and it's just like this long information dump that you can't comprehend, because it's constantly being interrupted by Sailor, Sailor Moon. Sometimes she's a fun-loving 16-year-old girl. But, like, there's all this information of, like, she's got a talking cat named Luna. She's got a fine tuxedo mask. Sailor, Sailor Moon. So, whoa, whoa, wait, who's, wait. Sailor, Sailor Moon. Go back to the talking cat part. Sailor, Sailor Moon. Talking cat named Luna. It's a white cat. This is Artemis Erasure, and I won't stand for it. Yes, there's only one cat in this. So... It's, the the, uh, the rip is also labeled as being from the Library of Congress, which is that that's how they eventually did find this. Right. Was it was like an archival Library of Congress inquiry, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. So we actually finally get to the show. Yes. After what feels like a very long time. And the show starts with a voiceover. Once upon another time, once upon another place, our solar system was besieged. Wicked Queen Beryl and her evil forces of darkness captured the outer planet and seized their jewels of power. The princess warriors ruled Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and the Earth's moon. To become absolute ruler, Queen Beryl must defeat the princess warriors and obtain the remaining cosmic jewels of power. You already spent, like, four minutes singing a theme song. Like, can we get to dialogue, please? Uh, the villain is still Queen Beryl. Yes. Behold Queen Beryl and despair. Our time is finally at hand. Now the darkness shall have dominion. The solar system is mine. Behold Queen Beryl and despair. Yeah. It's like, damn. Well, uh... I want to say that we did this now because I'm going to bring up things now that we're getting into the plot. I also had Noah watch the season one, episode one, um, A Moon Star is Born, I think it's called, of the Deke Sailor Moon. I know. I had him watch the Deke version because that was the other version marketed to American children in the 90s Mm. and therefore comparable to what this was. So what, what is Sailor Moon doing at this point? She is, it seems like... Getting married? Yes, it's... Because we establish uh, Queen Serenity and uh, Prince... We don't get a name for Sailor Moon. She's not Princess Serena. No. She is Sailor Moon. She is Sailor Moon here. And she's betrothed to Darian, the Prince of Earth. Darian's a reveal in... Uh, Sailor Moon. Yeah, you yelled spoilers as soon as that happened. I was like, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, Darian's a reveal in Sailor Moon. Like, an in, we the audience picks it up faster than Serena, okay. who like does not pick it up for because, as we established in the the Deke pilot, Sailor Moon not the smartest person. No. 
And then, At least she has qualities, because in this she doesn't even have qualities. So Darian gives Sailor Moon a pendant and a single white rose. It's white in the cartoon, it's red in the anime. And of course, Queen Beryl shows up to the wedding. They also repeatedly call the Sailor Scouts the Princess Warriors. Yeah, they like using the word princess. Because they are clearly trying to market this to little girls in the 90s, and we are starting to get the early iterations of the Disney Princess brand. Right. So princess is becoming, I actually like have studied the princess phenomenon a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is when we're starting to get the Disney Princess branding, and princesses are starting to become the craze. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. There's this moment where Queen Veril is, you know, breaking down <laughs> this wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, her, her husband-to-be says something. And Sailor Moon goes, there's no time to argue. And then it cuts back to this Prince of Earth just like, I don't care. Like, I can't leave you now. There's no time to argue. You must save as many as you can. Oh, this is what it's going to be for the rest of my life, huh? This? <laughs> like, very resting bitch face. Have you guys ever watched The Office? Picture Stanley Hudson reacting to yes, anything. Yes, yes, that's exactly what... There's no time to argue. And then, like, she starts explaining something like, Well, we had time for this, huh? Yeah, like, it's... Nah. It's very reminiscent of Stanley's reaction shots in The Office. So... We also emphasize, we emphasize princesses like 30 more times, and we also emphasize the Sky Flyers. Each yes. girl gets her, I can't believe it's not a Zord. Uh, <laughs> like. Well, they're all like these weird, identical. Parasailing. Windsurfing. Windsurfing. Yeah, that's they're exactly windsurfing. What it is. Windsurfing. Except for the one who's in a wheelchair, who has like a car. Yes. Type thing, like a flying car. But we don't know she's going to be the wheelchair girl on Earth yet because we haven't seen any actual live action yet. So I'm looking at these Sky Flyers going, oh, yeah, these are definitely, these exist to sell toys. Mm-hmm. That's why I actually, I made a note about the princesses and the Sky Flyers. I'm like, that's a toy. Yeah, that's, that's a, a toy. toy. That's, that's a, a toy. toy. Uh, and they're the evil, I'm going to call them putties, but you all know what I mean. Every, the foot soldiers, the putties. Every one of these shows had the disposable minion troop. Yeah. Faceless and they're, they're thing like, that gets murdered. They're evil cats. Yeah. So, uh, Sailor Moon tells Darian to pilot the galleon and save the royal families. And that's mm. when she says there's no time to argue and he Stanley Hudson's to camera. Uh, Queen Serenity convinces the girls to run and hide in a different dimension. I'll find some way to communicate with you. And so... Sailor Moon gets on her princess flyer. Her princess flyer, her windsurfer. And Luna jumps on. They, her family gets to the galleon in time. She's flying, and her home is blown up, and the worst voice acting I have ever heard. No! And then just tears. Like, you know how when you're playing a video game and you defeat your opponent, so they just burst into tears? Mm-hmm. That kind of animation. Look out! No! No! Where it's like, oh, I've lost. <laughs> like, it was like a game over screen. 
And actually, that is a great explanation of this animation. Yeah. Because, like, don't picture Sailor Moon. Picture Sailor Moon redrawn in the style of He-Man. Yeah, I was going to say, like, She-Ra, which is He-Man. And this is, like, a very specific type of animation I want you to imagine. Cheap. Besides cheap. Imagine the animation in an educational cartoon point-and-click. Okay? Fair. Because it's that type of we're doing as little animation as possible. And in between you clicking stuff, everything's just kind of frozen. So if someone's not talking, they're just kind of like frozen in place, and then you click the thing that's important, and then they kind of spring to life for a moment. That's what this show looks like. Yes. So, in this, Sailor Moon's name is Victoria. Yeah, so we now, like, hard cut to her in her room, live action, actual woman. Yeah. And a girl comes in and goes, Victoria, Vicky, 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 Victoria. So, yeah, let's say her name a hundred times to make sure we know who this is. And if you Google nine, actually, let me try, let me see. If you Google image search 80s blonde teen, uh, just don't look at the pictures of Michelle Pfeiffer that somehow come up. Yeah. And everything else kind of looks like what this girl looks like. Yes. I originally Googled 90s blonde teen, but they all went like late 90s, like Britney Spears. No, she looks... Yeah, she's got like curly hair. She kind of looks... The big blonde hair. The big blonde... She looks like a cleaner Madonna from the 80s. Yeah, like Madonna with no edge. So, this girl comes in and is like, are you ready, Vicky? And she's like, for what? The The dance! dance. Sailor, Sailor Moon. They play the full theme song again. The dance! And it is just these girls dancing while sort of getting ready for the dance. And like in the middle of just the sailor, sailor moon, there's like little cuts of, I don't know, I don't have anything to wear. And then she opens her closet and her closet is full of clothes because women be shopping, yo. Yeah. Sailor Mars is the jock who's like, should I wear this jersey or this jersey? Sailor, Sailor Moon. Being honest, should I be smashing in white or sophisticated in black? What happened to pretty in pink? Her talking cabuna gives her advice. Sailor, Sailor Moon. So what I find really interesting about this is... If you're watching this and you're familiar with their personalities in the anime, it's so weirdly jarring. Because in this one, uh, Sailor Jupiter is the the smart one. Yeah. Sailor Mars is the jock. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sailor Mercury is 
Uh, she's the wheelchair user, but she's also presented as being kind of ditzy. Yeah. Um, and Venus still kind of plays like Venus. I can't believe you got anything about these characters from this. I later essentially like did a line connecting of yeah. since they, I will credit them, the girls all look substantially different. Yes. So it was able to be like, okay, that's Sailor Jupiter, that's Sailor Mars. But switching the personalities around was very confusing to me. Because mm-hmm. I am so used to Jupiter being the jock and Mercury being the smart one and uh, Mars being the hothead. Yeah. That switching around their personalities, I was like, what? Like, it was my, like, bad nerd moment of, like, <laughs> Sailor Jupiter should be the jock if... Because uh, one girl eventually... I actually have her in, listed as Mercury in my notes. Yeah. She says, statistically, I am going to find the cutest guy. Because that's how the shorthand for how they show... Oh, she's smart. smart, because she used the word statistically. Yeah, because... Uh, did you, do you remember Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Um, Billy, the first love of my life. Mm-hmm. Couldn't say yes, he would say affirmative. Affirmative, because he's smart. And how occasionally there'd be really annoying six or seven-year-olds who picked up that habit. Are, 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 you, are you looking in a mirror right now? <laughs> no, I'm talking about myself in the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but that used to be the shorthand for how they'd tell you who the smart one was. Mm-hmm. So I have her in my notes as Mercury, and then when we see them turn into the Sailor Scouts later and I can, like, rematch them in my head, I realize she's Sailor Jupiter. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 she's supposed to be in blue. She's Mercury. Bah! Like, it was my weird yes. bad, ner- bad nerd moment. So I know... All of this has gotten you guys super excited for the dance. Yeah. I got bad news for you. We see no dance. There is no dance because the cat tells them that Jupiter is under attack. The planet, not the, the girl. planet, not the per. Look to your left, girls. No. Ow! 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 No, the planet Jupiter is under arrest. Is under arrest. It's under distress. And... Thus, we have to transform. So we get a long transformation sequence. But that we've seen twice already. That we've already seen in the theme song. Yeah. Where they are, you know, it's morphin' time, basically. Uh, and they... Uh, this is so easily compared to Power Rangers. Yeah. They transform. More than actual Sailor Moon. Yeah. They transform into the Sailor Scouts, which are cartoons. Yes. And now they're going to go fight... Queen Barrel. Queen Barrel on Jupiter. Okay. It's time for a game, gang, that you get to play at home. When they arrive on Ju- at Jupiter, one of the Sailor Scouts is going to talk some trash, okay? I want you to try to finish this line as cleverly as possible. Ready? Here we go. You're in for it now, and if I break a nail, finish that quote. We'll wait here. Not good. Oh, what's the matter? This show makes me sad. It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. Time's up! Please submit your comments to the Stay Doomed Show at Stay Doomed on Twitter in the comments of YouTube. Or what's our email again? The Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com. Yeah. You back? Alright. Here's the actual quote from the show. So, this is what I missed the dance for? You guys are in for it. And if I break a nail... You're really in for it. Did they even try to write a thing? Which is, and like, 
in the anime, she always goes like, I will punish you! Which is not a great line either, but, like, it's better than that. <laughs> they were already in for it. And if they break it now, they're just going to be really in for it. Like, the, the situation will not change much. So just break her nails, is what I'm saying. So they're fighting the minions, and there's a point where Mercury, who is the wheelchair user... Um, oh my god. She goes like, this creep is mine, and she goes in her little, like, jet flyer, and she's gonna take him out, and he just, like, swats her out of the air because he's gigantic. Yeah. And knocks her to the ground. So she's also the only character to get hurt. Yes, I th- I think it's really bad messaging that the person in the wheelchair is the only one that fails and then needs ex- assistance. Yeah. Because we get this super robotic, are you okay? Watch out! Ah! Are you alright? When it happens, that's yeah. just, it's all really bad. The voice acting is very bad in this. Mm. Except the minion eventually gets Sailor Moon alone and is about, it, about to take her out. Because all that's left is, like, the big minion. The Goldar, if you will. There is so much going on that it is hard to kind of even figure out what's happening. They all take out, like, the sub-minions, and all that's left is your, like, your Goldar type. Yes, and because someone, I think it's Mercury, shoots, like, fire. Yeah. And says... Which is totally Mars' thing. (laughs) Shoots. Shoots the fire and says, this one is powerful. Yeah. To kind of show that this one is stronger than the other ones. But the fact that it doesn't have a name, it's just like, this one is powerful, kind of shows that, like, they were planning to just plug that line in wherever. I mean, that was a very common trope yeah. in, these, in these, like, older, cheaper animated shows. Was like, like re- I mean, really, honestly, if you watch a lot of 90s anime, you can see, like, reused footage, reused footage, yeah. reused footage... So, a minion's about to take out Sailor Moon, and we see the White Rose. <gasps> and it's who we know to be Tuxedo Mask. Oh, boy. She does the weirdest little dance and throws her tiara. Yes. Like, it looks inexpensive to animate. And she throws her tiara. Moon tiara magic! But she doesn't say that. And the rose fades, Tuxedo Mask is gone, and they have won the day. And they say, like, they don't know who Tuxedo Mask is. Yes. she's. Which brings like, up the question, what do they and don't they remember? Because Vic- Victoria has alluded to home feels a long way from here. Yeah. So what do and don't they remember? We don't know. Well, she, she says over and over again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then it fades to her being in class. Saying, I don't know. Which means how much time has elapsed? Because it was Friday night. The dance said Friday at 8. I would like to even beg the question, are we supposed to think it's in her imagination? Hmm. And she, her teacher goes, oh, Victoria, daydreaming again? Where were you this time? Outer space. And then Victoria looks down the lens at the audience and goes, no. I'm right here, on Earth. Yes, dead down the camera lens, looking directly at your soul. And then the show ends. Yeah. They don't even play the song again. (laughs) No, but we didn't hear. Uh, So I actually, Noah had never seen an episode of Sailor Moon. This is true. Believe it or not. So 
I had him watch the first episode of the Deke Sailor Moon yes. dub. A lot happens that is, it's a considerably better pilot. Well, I like the part where she names all the Sailor Scouts and when, gives you a small explanation of who they are. I mean, that's in the, um, that's pretty much mostly in the theme song. Still, like, having that moment where they're all, they were all, like, asked to camera looking over their shoulder. No, that was in the movie, the beginning of the movie that we started watching. That wasn't oh, in the pilot. That wasn't in the pilot? Okay, okay. my bad. So, uh, in the, but at least in the theme song, we establish, you know, Sailor Venus, Sailor Mercury, Sailor Mars, Sailor Jupiter. You get a moment of what each of them looks like and a thing they do. Yeah. That being said, we do not establish any of those four women. In this show, outside of Sailor V, and we do not meet Sailor V. She's yeah, still, like there's building being done here. This is when Serena finds out who she is. So we get the like, this is what happens. We do see the other Sailor Scouts, and we don't see his face, but we do see Darian being mm. sent to Earth. Right. We meet Darian. He calls her Meatball Head. Mm-hmm. And so we have like establishing moments. Yeah. This dumps you in in media res and it does not work. It literally seems like the anime for Sailor Moon had plans. Yeah. Like what, what they wanted to do. The American pilot really feels like someone who read the back cover of a book doing a book report. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, there's Sailor Moon, there's Sailor Venus, there's Sailor Mercury, she's a girl, her name's Victoria, and uh, they fight on Jupiter, and Jupiter's also a character, and she wins. A, please. So, uh, I read a Kotaku article about this, because they they were hunting for this for years, and uh, the rumored pilot was originally seven, was... Rumored to be 17 minutes long. All of the YouTube rips are between 10 and 13 minutes. Yeah. So there's still ostensibly some lost bits to this. Right. This was screened at an anime convention in 1995. Oh, really? So there was some crappy footage of it. Of like people who filmed in the panel room. Yeah, in 1995. So the cameras weren't great. So, uh... Cecilia Anastasio did a, wrote an article about her quest to find it, but it was ultimately a YouTuber who specializes in lost media named Raymona who found it. And he did a he made a three hour documentary about his quest to find the pilot. Yeah. So I would recommend watching that if you're really interested in like the process. Right, right. So uh, this show, Sailor Moon, like would later become a, a smash. It's interesting. The Kotaku article said like. The original airing of the show was a failure, canceled quickly after low ratings and sluggish sales of Sailor Moon dolls. And I find that really interesting because it makes me wonder if certain markets were more into Sailor Moon than others. Right. Because I remember Sailor Moon merchandise actually being exceedingly hard to come by. Yeah. Uh, To the point where it became a whole thing. It it was my infinity gauntlet. Mm -hmm. Getting all these Sailor... The like six inch Sailor Moon dolls. Right. I had everyone but Mercury. My favorite, of course. Right, right. Because I always liked the smart one. And one day I was at the KB Toys in my mall and we saw her. And my mom would usually like buy them and put them away for like a holiday or what right. have you. 
And she's like, nope, I got to buy this in front of you because you've now seen it. Yes. And if I take you home and go out after work tomorrow and that doll's not here, mm. I am having trouble. Burn the house down. So I, I remember those toys being actually very hard to come by. Yeah. So I think that's very, very interesting. I mean, I think there, there's probably an element of like they became hard to come by because there was not demand. Maybe. So thus there was less supply of it. This was also pre-internet. So maybe they were hard to come by in the Philly metro. Yeah. But maybe it aired in another time slot in, I don't know, Baltimore metro and nobody cared about it as much. Maybe it aired at like the 2 o'clock time slot versus the 6.30 I mean, time slot. What, what I remember of Sailor Moon is like, I don't remember ever not knowing about Sailor Moon. Like, Sailor Moon was just a constant that existed for me. Like, Dragon Ball Z and uh, Star Wars. It's just like, yeah, Sailor Moon. It's a thing. But it was never like, like, I don't remember there being any girls in my school that super loved Sailor Moon. Growing up. Yeah. I know that when I was getting ready for school, Pokemon was on. Yeah. I would get ready. And Sailor Moon aired right before Pokemon. So I would get up and I would catch the credits to Sailor Moon. Yes. So I would get the theme song and then I'd watch Pokemon while I got ready for school. But yeah, it was never like the thing for my friend group. No, I I was the girl who was real into Sailor Moon. Yeah. Like, I just, I distinctly remember getting Sailor Moon stuff for Valentine's Day from my parents, for Easter. Mm. I had all of that stuff. I had the little moon scepter. I had the locket. Oh. I had all, I had all five dolls. Mm-hmm. Did you have, what, what was the, the compact that uh, let her turn into Sailor Moon? Yes. Nice. Of course I did. Um, and I was, I flashed around going, moon, prism, power, and yes. then nothing would happen. Uh, if you look to your, uh, I would say maybe seven o'clock, you can see a stuffy of Artemis. Yes, indeed. In our home. Uh, there's not really a place I can go in this house where Sailor Moon would not be quietly represented. It's right. not like my main thing, but there's like a Sailor Mercury pin yeah, in our pin Sailor board. Moon dress. Yes, that's my favorite dress right now. That was for the, uh, I believe, the 30th anniversary of Sailor Moon. It was a big collection that they put out for her universe. So I was always a big Sailor Moon girl. Yeah. So I was excited to do this because I love Sailor Moon. Uh, when I read that Kotaku article, the writer was very much not a Sailor Moon girl. Yeah. There was a little of, um, a little not like other girls mm. uh, spirit in that article. But for a lot of girls, Sailor Moon was... Really the first one of those cartoons that was really female-centered. Yes. Where all of the characters were female. Darian was kind of sidelined in a way that most of the female characters tended to be sidelined. He's more of an April O'Neil-esque presence. Yeah, that's actually a great comparison. So I, I really connected to this because I really loved, like seeing girls do this stuff like i didn't rep- i didn't you know vibe with jupiter who was the jock although jupiter's the smart one in this one so she was my favorite in this one <laughs> but i loved amy i even really loved sailor v yeah and i i liked cats yeah so i had the well, cats it's interesting in that like when we watched the the anime version of sailor moon 
it felt like kind of like the real world in that like she had male classmates. Yes. There is there are two male characters in this uh, American pilot. There's the Prince of Earth that she was going to marry yeah. and Tuxedo Mask. Yeah, who are the same person. But like there's not a single I didn't know that. Uh, there's what? Uh, no. Oh. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Tuxedo Mask is Darian. Oh, good to know. Uh, but it, I thought it was like real obvious. There is not a lot. You're not eight years old. <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me that Racer X is Speed Racer's brother. Uh, in any case, uh, <laughs> the there is not a live action boy in this show. No. So it's like it, while Sailor Moon felt like accessible to me as a guy. Uh, this pilot felt like purposely excluding guys. Like, that's a show that, as a boy, I couldn't watch if I was a boy in school. I could watch Sailor Moon. Yeah. But... Yeah, I definitely get that there was a more of a pink and fluffy quality to mm-hmm. the Americanized version. That it, it definitely felt like it was much more... It reminded... The girls looked... Uh, a little bit like the Babysitter's Club show of the 90s. Right. Yeah, that's actually a really good comparison as well. So I I could see where this would feel... This would definitely be the girl show. The boxes and the merch would be pink. Yeah. The Sailor Moon merch boxes were dark blue. Dark blue, yeah. Yeah, that's something in my lizard memory. Sky, yeah. So uh, I think... That's all I had to say. Do you have anything to add? I mean, there's obviously this, like, three-hour documentary out there about how they found it. Uh, I I think this is really interesting, you know, having a relationship with this show as it was, like, really one of my first favorite shows. Right. I'd say it's probably Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, then this. Okay. This would have been the next big phase. This was most of elementary school for me. Right. So I, I'm always kind of happy to come back to that world for a little bit because mm-hmm. it's very like comforting. So watching this felt very honestly uh, nightmarish in a way. Yeah, because it was a thing that was comforting and familiar, but it's different. Yes, that's the definition of creepy. The definition yeah. of creepy is the familiar made strange, and this is definitely something a very strange version of Sailor Moon, and not. Updated because I can watch things that have changed that are familiar, but that uh, I actually very much liked the Netflix Babysitters Club reboot that they did recently. Right. Uh, I thought they did a fantastic job updating that, and nothing about that troubled me. So it's not like an update it, they changed it, now it sucks thing. Mm -hmm. It's that it still felt from the same time period, it just felt wrong. Yeah. So that really troubled me. Yes. Uh, I do want to say just real quick again, I really want to stress how much of this show is girls dancing. Because it's a yes. lot. And Wiley e. Coyote is on her bed for and, no yeah, For no reason. reason, there's a giant Wiley e. Coyote. And they're just dancing in her bedroom. There's yeah. a lot of dancing. Like It's a lot of like promotional footage B-roll, too. Of like yes. the girls mugging at the camera in various ways in a way that I really felt like they would have been doing for the commercial, for the intro. The only honest-to-God scene the live-action girls did would have been 
the very end. Yeah. In the classroom. The rest of it all felt like that was the day they filmed the intro. Yeah. So, let's give it a verdict. Uh, this is a Stay Doomed. This... They... When they brought the anime over to the U.S., they were concerned because there are some things that were a little bit risque for the audience. Uh, obviously, there's the uh, lesbian relationship that got sanded down to being cousins. I will admit, I don't think the market I watched it in got that far in the series. Yeah, like I don't, I'm not familiar with those characters because I don't think the Philly market played those episodes. Right, right. I did watch them as an adult, because uh, not as an adult, as a 13-year-old, because we would buy the videos from Suncoast. Oh, really? So I did become familiar with those later, but you had to go buy it from Suncoast. Which Interesting. You had to have money to do that, which I didn't have when I was six. Yeah. Uh, I'm I couldn't trust my parents to buy the right tape. Yeah. You out of your mind? I'm going to go ahead and give it a Stay Doomed as well. I think this is... It's, it's funny, like, whenever you watch American media kind of, like, parodying uh, anime, it's always, like, kind of l- bright colors flashing and, like, quick cuts and, like, nonsense. Yeah. And then they actually made an attempt and that's what they made. Yes. So it's, it's I'd love to see what Japan thought of this. Uh, probably they didn't. They never, I don't, this really never aired. Yeah, so they so. wouldn't see it, but I would love to, that's why I would love to see it. It's not data I have. Yeah. So, uh, what are we watching next week, Noah? Next week we'll get back into Freaks and Geeks. So once again, let us know what you think about breaking up the episodes like this. It's something new we're trying. We want to get your feedback on it, so let us know in the comments down below. And if you want to talk to me, about why I should probably get into the real Sailor Moon. I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If you know that anyone talking to Noah is going to not consider the pilot he watched the real Sailor Moon because it was the Deke version that aired in the 90s, I'm at Bean Bunny Lives. Until next time. Sailor, Sailor Moon. Stay doomed.